Hi guys, welcome to another episode of uh, Rock Bottom to Recovery podcast. This is uh, episode 38. I'm very excited today um, about our guest. Uh, we've been trying to get these individuals for quite some time. Um, it's a very high maintenance group of uh, people. <laughs> oh, there they are. This whole group finally getting them all together in one place. Uh, so I'm very excited. I suspect that this is going to be probably one of my favorite podcasts. Actually, and it's the first one for 2019, so that's kind of cool. Um, the very first podcast and, of 2019, and I can't think of a better way to kick it off than with the Bulldog Cares group. Um, these are an amazing group of um, young high school um, uh, individuals who are making a difference in our community. They're tackling addiction. Um, and just really having an impact um, in the community. So let's uh, let's introduce you guys, and then we'll jump into some questions. How are you guys doing today? I'm good. Hi. good. Everybody's good. Yeah. yeah. Let's see some smiles. <laughs> so um, all right. So Sarah, just raise your hand so everybody that's watching. Oh yeah, you know uh, let, let's we'll introduce you guys. So we have Haley, Rachel, Carietta, Jessica. Brian and uh, Aaron, correct? Yes. There they go. That's the crew right there. Um, so uh, we are actually on iTunes and Podbean, so you can listen to us. Um, and we are filming live right now from the Facebook page. I think we tagged a couple of you individuals, so hopefully it'll be live on your pages. So don't mess up. <laughs> People are watching, you know. Um, so, but, um, so tell me. You guys, Bulldog Cares, how did this come about? Yeah, so a lot of us, we were working in different groups. So some of us started as a sixth grade civics club project tackling okay. substance use. Some of us started with Team Rival, which is through the DA's office. Some of us started in the 84 movement, which is a statewide tobacco prevention program. And then some of us are in Students Against Destructive Decisions. And we all just kind of came together to form one group and we come to the Holbrook Cares meetings and we just try to learn as much as we can about addiction and do whatever we can for the community. So who was in Teen Rival? Oh, so everybody, okay. Yeah. So what, what is that real quick? Like Teen Rival is a peer leadership program through the Norfolk County DA's office. So we do distracted driving training, like anti-bullying projects. Uh, we're supposed to make a PSA for substance use and we're attending the coalition meetings. Okay, and then what were the other groups that, um, the 84 movement, what was that? Tell us about that. Sure, so the, the 84 movement, like Sarah said, is a statewide prevention, um, youth tobacco prevention movement. Um, it focuses, it's all Massachusetts, the 84 represents the 84% of youth that did not smoke when the movement began. Now that number is 92%. So it's grown. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah. Uh, and then Sarah, Rachel, and I are also on the statewide leadership team, which is like um, those who sort of help run the statewide events like Youth Power Summit and Kick Butts Day. And, and so what is the, the leadership program? What do you guys do with that? Sure. Um, we kind of work closely with the 84 Movement staff to plan events, like Haley said, so the Youth Power Summit and Kick Butts Day. Uh, some of us have, all, uh, have also created activities to go on their website, so chapters of the 84 Movement would do these activities just to spread awareness. And we just kind of work on how, whatever youth outreach we can do. Mm -hmm. so, uh, how's that going? Uh, that's great. Uh, this year we're <laughs> focusing mostly on racial justice and how the tobacco industry 
um, has targeted different groups, specifically people of color, and how we can combat that as youth advocates. And, and so when it comes to ta so targeting different groups, people of color, what, what have you found out like as far as the information? Oh, um, we've kind of found out that the tobacco industry specifically targets people of color, as well as some other demographics, but right now we're just focusing on people of color. So they do this through their advertisements and some of the, um, the way they, in which they present and how they sell their products. Especially with menthol products, because I want to say the 60s, but the, there was a period of time where the people of color weren't using tobacco products at the mm -hmm. same rate as white people. So, but they were using menthol cigarettes. So they had launched like an aggressive marketing campaign to target the menthol products to people of color to try to make that smoking rate higher in those communities. And did it work? Yeah. It did? Yeah. So marketing is huge, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And didn't the tobacco company market it to the young yeah. kids too? The, like most of the focus of our movement is how the tobacco industry targets youth. So they make their products cheap, sweet and easy to get. Mm -hmm. um, specifically sweet has been a big issue especially with the e-cigarettes which is why we worked on the flavor restriction in Holbrook and why we've been going to other towns to try to pass flavor restrictions too. Well, so you have to keep them busy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and cigarettes um, are very addictive aren't they? Yeah. Isn't that how addiction begins? Yeah. Have you got any information on that? Yeah especially with the like youth young developing brain if you're exposed to nicotine while your brain is still developing you're much more susceptible to having other forms of addiction and do you find um so it's what, what is it 92 now a percent of um young adults don't smoke anymore right yeah. mm -hmm. but um the tobacco company has come back with the e-cigarettes and the flavors mm -hmm. and so is that rising among the youth yeah i would agree with what the Surgeon General himself said that um, it's really like an epidemic of people using these products and it's just the tobacco and vaping industry is once again using the same tactics to target people like us and we just want to let them know that they, we won't stand for it like it's really un well, unbelievable. I'm glad, I'm glad Haley that you mentioned the Surgeon General because um, uh, one, one of you guys were just with the Surgeon General, yeah, weren't you? Oh, Sarah, why don't you? <laughs> oh, interesting. Why don't you talk about that? Yeah, so well, I, how did that all come about? That's the Surgeon General. This is yeah. big time. So I started working with the Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids this mm -hmm. summer. So they're like a national youth and just general uh, tobacco prevention program. Um, so I'm on their National Youth Ambassador Council, and they called me the week before the Surgeon General's press conference. And they were like, hey, can you come speak at a press conference? Something is being announced. And it was very vague, and I was like finding out bits and pieces of what was yeah. happening as time goes on. And I found out like three days before that it was the Surgeon General. And then I wrote a speech about how we're seeing this epidemic in our schools. And I went down, and I met Surgeon General Jerome Adams. Uh, Secretary of Health and Human Services, Alex Azar, and the Commissioner of the FDA, Scott Gottlieb. What's so, it like running, um, rubbing elbows with the big ones? <laughs> What's that like? It was um, terrifying, but <laughs> uh, really exciting, especially yeah. the Surgeon General. He's so nice and fun, and he was wonderful. And, and where did that take place? That was at the Department of Health and Human, human Services. Yeah. Where like, in Washington. In Washington. Like they, so you flew out to Washington. Was, yeah, I was in their, like, building. How old are you? 18. 18. Just turned 18. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, like really going around. <laughs> I mean, the whole group of you guys. I'm just like thrilled. 
um, that you guys even came about because so many times, you know, all you ever hear is uh, kids don't do anything, they sit in the house, all they do is play video games, they never go outside. Um, and, you know, old people like myself, we always say stuff like that. They don't do their chores. You guys do your chores? Yeah. Are you making a difference at home? Who doesn't do chores? <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> wow, Erin just threw Sarah right out there. That's because she's in Washington, D.C. So um, that's amazing. Um, so as you guys know, Rock Bottom to Recovery is a, a podcast that we get the opportunity respectfully to talk about addiction, recovery, and how people get there. Have you guys been personally touched by addiction? Um, does anybody want to share? You, you don't have to if you don't want to, but... Um, all right, well, it gets really quiet. I'm going to take a second. <laughs> um, so my mother struggled with um, nicotine addiction mm -hmm. um, my whole life, and that's sort of part of the reason why I, I joined the 84 movement. The other part is it was kind of surrounding me, like all my friends do it, so I kind of just hopped in. So your mother struggles with smoking. Does she still smoke? Yes. Oh, she does, yeah. I used to smoke myself. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's what you did when you were a kid. You know, it was kind of cool, uh, but I was fortunate enough to quit. Way back in the day, in '88, who was born in '88? <laughs> you guys weren't even born in '88, right? Yeah. right? I think I'm the oldest. I was born in 2000. So. <laughs> in 2000. Okay, um. gotcha. So, um, all right, and so let's um, let's just real quick go through and, and just kind of um, um, anybody else with it, an addiction? Um. Yeah, my, both my parents actually struggled with nicotine addiction. Mm -hmm. um, my mom was fortunate, she actually got really sick one time and she learned that you know this is what's causing that. And she was lucky enough to stop. My dad, however, still actively struggles with it and mm -hmm. like just growing up with him and like we used to put pictures on his pack of cigarettes of us and it still didn't help and like that just shows how addictive it is. Right. And um, so yeah, that's part of the reason I'm here. So, and then everybody else is doing it too, right? So that's kind of cool. Uh, and, and cigarettes is pr isn't it one of the hardest things to quit? Yeah. yeah, nicotine is one of the most addictive substances, and I think it gets brushed off a lot. I've had a lot. I mean, I could sit here for an hour and just talk to you about how addiction has impacted my family, my uncles, my cousins. It's so prevalent, and the majority of my family also smoked or mm -hmm. has smoked or currently smokes. So I think that you can see the correlation there. Do you find that um, the the work that you're doing, has that helped uh, or inspired um, your family members to try to quit? <laughs> they just like, I, I would, I'd like to say so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I always say that the reason that I do the tobacco prevention is because all of my relatives that started smoking when they were younger could have had, most of them had no idea how dangerous the right it was and now we're seeing the exact same thing with teenagers and e-cigarettes that they have no idea how products how dangerous these products are and it's not going to hit them until it's too late until it's too late right and and that's kind of the same thing with the um, e-cigarettes um, yeah. right isn't it like we don't have a lot of data on it just yet yeah but we do know it's not good yeah to inhale anything into your lungs mm -hmm. and you know again the tobacco companies have made it very flavorful what are some of the flavors out there well, there's actually over 8,000 different flavors. So the list 8,000 different flavors? Take up the rest of your podcast. <laughs> but some examples of this could be like Sour Patch Kid or like Cotton Candy Bubble Gum or mm -hmm. Strawberry Peach Mango. Yeah. 
It's like it, <laughs> the list goes on forever. It yeah. really does, and it just goes to show about like how they use these tactics to target young people specifically, and because you don't see a, a adult like going into the store like oh, I really want some bubble gum flavored vapes today. It's more right. towards the young people. And even even if because these products, the companies are always saying that they're like intent is to help adult smokers quit. Teenagers use these products, a couple years ago it was nine times higher. I'd be surprised if it wasn't even higher than that, but it was a nine times higher rate that adults are using, I mean, that youth are using these products than adults. So I think that it's doing more harm than good. Of course it is. So this is why it's fantastic to see you guys really out there um, trying to make a difference and educate because I, I would say 84%, now it's up to 92%. Because of education, kids don't do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do they think like that? Some of those commercials are pretty horrific, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, is that part of it, do you think, that um, helped educate kids? I mean, a lot of the 84 work that we do is we kind of try to steer away from the scare tactics because to some extent it might be effective but a lot of it isn't as effective because people will brush it off and say that could never happen to me just because right. it happened to them doesn't mean it's going to happen to me and so the 84 is more focused on um, the way that the industry is corrupt and targeting people and that sort of education built in with the education about how dangerous the products are themselves well, that's good stuff I want to hear from that group yeah. in the back <laughs> so quiet back there so Jessica yes what do you do in this group? Like, what, um, what kind of work do you do? I, I mean, I know, like, you were just saying, um, you guys are all, um, you have exams coming up, or? Yes. yes. So how do, you, how do you balance it? Like, so trying to do the schoolwork mm -hmm. and also do this, because I'm sure it does take up a pretty good amount of time, right? It does, but it's just, like, I just do it, like, all my work, like, prior to, like, going to meetings and, mm -hmm. like, making sure I have it done before I go do something that I want to do, more have like have stuff done that I need to do. So you, you get your priorities in order? Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> what about you, Brian? Um, I'm in eighth grade, so I don't have exams coming up. Or <laughs> I don't have much schoolwork. Can I just say real quick, you, when you said, I'm in eighth grade and I don't have, I thought you were going to say, I don't have any priorities. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. No, continue. But, um, yeah, like Jessica said, it does take up some of your time, but I would rather devote some time to know that I can stop someone from being addicted because of one bad choice or because of some something someone said or something they saw or how these companies market towards them. I just um, feel better for myself, I think I could say. So in other words, you're doing the work. But you're also feeling good about it. So um, servicing, taking care of other people, educating other people. So you, you, you feel good about the work that you're doing, right? So that just kind of confirms that you're doing the right thing, correct? What about you, Aaron? Um, I also get my priorities. Um, <laughs> the four comes before my work, my homework. What time do you go to bed? Um, whenever I finish my homework. <laughs> <laughs> so what time do you usually get to bed? Um, like 11 maybe. Yeah, and then what time do you wake up to go to school? As late as possible? 6.10. Yeah. 6.10. On the dot. That, that's very specific. On the dot? It is. Very specific. That's good. I mean, this, this takes a lot of time for a lot of us, but I feel like it's because we care about it so much. Brian and Aaron and I actually went to the hearing in Weymouth over our Christmas break, and they were both amazing. 
And I think that you should ask them about that. Yeah, so <laughs> thank you, Sarah. Um, do you want to take over here? No, I just want to. Uh, my fear is you would do so much better than me. I know I you would. I think I'm talking too much. I want to <laughs> So, guys, talk about that, the Weymouth. So, you guys went over to Weymouth on Christmas vacation. Mm -hmm. Yes. So usually everybody's hanging out, having a good time. You guys are out there doing some work, right? Well, we had a great time. Yeah, a great time <laughs> doing it, which is awesome. So tell us, what was it all about Weymouth? Why'd you guys go over there, and what were you doing? Um, so Weymouth did not currently have a 21 over um, restriction for tobacco products, and the statewide um, restriction passes um, January 1st, which it already passed. And uh, we were there to convince them to pass it uh, that night so that when the statewide restriction passes, there is no grandfather effect, which is what it was brought up with. So anybody who had turned 18 before uh, January 1st could still buy these products mm -hmm. because they could be grandfathered in with this restriction. So that night, uh, all three of us, we went there and uh, we convinced the board to pass it because it's, well, first of all, it's a strain on the businesses, which was some, which was what some of the um, businesses said there, and it's also, um, it's also dangerous because like now that twenty-one-year-olds can buy these products, um, eighteen-year-olds can still buy these products, and they are they're not twenty-one. So, um, Aaron, <laughs> did you, Aaron, did you get up? Did you speak? At the meeting, or were you uh, just yes, I did speak at the meeting. Um, I spoke about um, how I saw um, these products being used um, every day um, in school, like on social media, um, even at home. Um, yeah. yeah. How'd you feel when you get up and spoke? Were you nervous? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you pushed on through. Yeah. 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 Did you speak, Brian? Uh, yes, I also spoke. Were you nervous? Um, not really. No. We do a lot of public speaking. So you get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Carrie, what, what about you? Um, what did you do on Christmas vacation? Um, I was not at the Mammoth meeting. I was in a rehearsal for something, uh, for a play I was in. But um, I did hear about it, and there were, we'd go to constantly other meetings. Mm -hmm. And um, I was really happy that there were some of us there to help support Weymouth, and I was really happy with the outcome of it. So you guys are really like, I mean, just the fact that you said you were in a play, mm -hmm. how did it go? It went really well. Yeah. yeah. Was there a good turnout? There was a good turnout, yeah. yeah. And um, so it's just amazing to me that, like, on top of, like, doing your schoolwork and just, I'm sure there's things you have to do at home, uh, plays, you're involved, obviously, in other things, too. It's just amazing to me that you guys are able to balance it. I'm sure it's kind of a little hectic, but um, I'm just so proud of you guys. Um, so, Carrietto, <laughs> I know I, um, you met me and Pam Veda from the <laughs> Hobart Cares Coalition. That was way, way back uh, when? When I was in sixth grade. So, so did it have an impact on you? It really did. I, Tell um, us about that. Yeah, I remember, uh, I take a lot with what you guys were talking about with me even to, in today's work um, with what we're all doing. I have kids also come up and ask me, it's like, do you remember what we did in middle school? Like, I was just thinking about it. Are there any ways I can get involved in that? Like, it impacts way more people than you probably thought when you went there. And um, I take a lot of that stuff with me when we're going around to other places and trying to get restrictions in. And I know that people in my school really valued it too and are trying to get involved with the work we're doing because of you guys, so. And that's, uh, I mean, you know, that's 
just great to hear because it, when we actually went to that school, uh, we were fairly new to Hobart Cares. And, um, you know, like you guys, you started, you probably didn't really have a lot of information, but you educate yourself. And the more that you educate yourself, um, the, the better you understand addiction and how it works, how it begins. And so we really, when we went to that school, um, we just, I, I think we did energy drinks. Pam, what was the other stuff we did? Uh, we, we did a lot on the energy drinks uh, to, to show the comparison um, with the sugar levels that um, kids drive. It, you, they, they, they probably didn't hear because she's not mic'd up. But I know it was energy drinks, and then uh, there was one other thing. There wasn't there something else that we did? I don't remember. No, thanks, Pam. <laughs> so, in case you guys are listening, Pam is kind of in the background. Um, but you know, again, it was just something that we we wanted to do, and 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 learning about addiction, energy drinks is part of it, and it has to do with the brain and how the brain reacts to it, like cigarettes, marijuana, um, alcohol, which we know is the number one abuse among um, the youth, and then into harder drugs. And so, um, so it's always nice, Carrietta, to hear that we went and that we did have some type of an impact, mm -hmm. whether it's planting a seed, to see you doing this now, I just, that makes, it, you know what, it, it, I want other people to know, uh, to get up off their butts <laughs> and get out there and just do a little bit of work. I mean, we didn't have a clue when we started, but here we are, um, five years later, are we five, Pam? Six? Yes, we're, we're hit, yeah, we were just talking about that. Hit five, five years. years. Mm -hmm. I keep saying four, but it's been five. Yeah. <laughs> and so just to give you guys an idea, um, so we had no clue well, well, other than we wanted to begin to educate and bring awareness to the community about addiction. And at that time and still now, uh, opiates is the problem. Uh, but as we educated ourselves, we realized, oh, wow, before we tackle the opiate problem, we have to attack a... Um, how addiction begins. And I have a lot of friends recovering um, um, heroin um, users and, um, you know, they'll say they started with cigarettes. And so it's amazing to me, again, uh, that you guys are tackling these issues and you're really having an impact. I mean, the fact that you're all over the place. <laughs> um, I, I, every time I, I see, like, an article, which is just amazing. And, um, and... So um, I, there was another thing I wanted to mention to you guys, but I can't remember what it is. So what we'll do is we'll put Rachel on the spot. Because, oh. <laughs> Rachel, you've been here since the beginning, if I've... Uh. So you guys had three, so you guys are official. You guys became official, Bulldog Cares, three years ago. Mm -hmm. But you guys were doing things before that, right? Yeah. Part of the yeah. civics group. Well, some, some were part of the civics yeah, group, Yeah, right? we were all kind of spread out. But, but, and then yeah. guys all came together. Um, and so, you know what? Let's do this because you guys wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Mary Clawher, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. How awesome is that woman? Absolutely amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she knows that too, doesn't she? So. I mean, she knows most. She's known most of us forever. Like, I think she's known me since yeah. I was like this tall. Yeah. Um, and we all do theater. Or not, we don't all do theater. 
Hi, Brian. Come to theater. <laughs> but we Brian, add that on to your list of other things that you're doing. So. Brian does robotics. He's great. Um, but Ms. Clara has been working with us, most of us, since we were little kids, and she's always supported all of us. She tells us that we're going to be the president and that we're going to do amazing things. And we would, where would we be without Ms. Clara? Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And you know what's funny? I don't know if Mary knows this, but she will uh, today. When we uh, began Hobart Kids, we were like, oh, who can we reach out to? Who's in the community that like has their hand in everything? <laughs> and it was Mary. Because at the time, I think she was doing some veteran stuff. Yeah, the Soldiers Club at the She South was doing School. the Soldiers yeah. Club. Yeah, she's just nonstop. So yeah, I'm we sure were on she's, the Soldiers Club, too. <laughs> she's an inspiration to you guys. I remember tying so. yellow ribbons around the trees at the South School. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's awesome. Um, and so um, substance abuse. Or substance use disorder, that's the politically correct term, correct? Mm -hmm. So as my buddy would say, um, he, he doesn't know about like the political correctness, but um, every substance he used, he abused. So um, actually, let me go back real quick before we jump into that. How, do, how are you guys doing among your peers? Because, I mean, there's a lot of kids that uh, vape, correct, in school? Yeah. Um, do you get um, harassed for the work that you do? Do you get, you know, told, told you guys relax, it's not a big deal? I wouldn't say harassed, and my experience might be different, but I'd say it's been a pretty decent spectrum where there's some people that are just like completely turned off and don't want to listen to what we have to say. And there's some people that disagree with us but are a little more receptive, and then there's some people that I actually think or like, that over here is kind of where there's people that I think that we can reach yeah. that I think that we can get to. And I hope that that's the majority of the school. I don't know what you guys think, though. Um, um, no one personally, like, um, from the school has harassed me, but um, someone I know has um, um, blue vape in my face. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's not very nice. No, it's not. So. I think a lot of people find it funny, and this kind of stuff isn't funny, because... Right can lead to much, like, I'm, there's not enough, res there's, peop it's dangerous, like, it can lead to other addiction, and although there, it's so new that there's not a lot of studies on it currently, it's not, it's not ever good to ingest stuff into your lungs, um, and that stuff's not funny, it's serious, and they don't really realize that, and I think that's a bigger problem. Yeah, I definitely agree with Sarah when she said that there's kind of like a spectrum of people. Some who are just like, go away, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> and some who are actually pretty receptive. I kind of think that part of the reason so many students vape and so many people are like, oh, go away, I don't want to talk to you, <laughs> is kind of because there's so many misconceptions. Like there's so many people that have come up to me and have said that the 84 movements facts are wrong and that it's just water vapor that they're inhaling. But I just... I just don't think they understand kind of the magnitude right. of how dangerous this could be in 40, 50 years. So like when it was when it was traditional cigarettes, people used to think, oh, it's harmless because there wasn't a lot of research. And that's kind of a parallel I see now with e-cigarettes because that might happen to us in 50 years. People mm -hmm. that I know who vape now might be telling their grandchildren, oh, don't do this new nicotine thing because you're going to end up like me one day. Right. And I, it's, I mean, a fact is a fact. It, it, I don't think you can find a medical expert anywhere that's going to tell you inhaling anything into the lungs is good for the lungs. So whether it be water vapes or whatever, but we know that's not a, um, true. Like one of those little cartridges 
of uh, flavored is what? How, what's that? 20 like, cigarettes. What, it, that, what is it? 20 cigarettes inside like 20 of cigarettes. For Juul. Like for Juul. The, like that brand specifically. And, but yeah. then there's other brands that will say that they don't contain nicotine, and it's been found that they do because the FDA doesn't have enough authority and they haven't been able to regulate all of the products. So there's products that are slipping through that are like, we're nicotine-free, and it, yeah. it's just the juice or whatever, and they do contain nicotine. Well, it's the same with the cigarettes back in the day when they would make the, the little filters. They had mm -hmm. these little filters, and you wouldn't get as much nicotine or, or something, but they'll always come back with something along those lines. Um, let's talk about marijuana. Do you, uh, because they just legalized it. Um, again, I have uh, friends that I know that um, their children that had uh, led a life of uh, addiction uh, said they started with marijuana. Um, are you guys dealing with that? Or are you just, I mean, I mean is it, do you see that uh, rising among your peers? Um, um. As an 84 representative, personally, I don't feel comfortable speaking about marijuana, okay. but if anyone else has anything to say. I mean, the 84 doesn't, like, I just, the 84 doesn't address marijuana at all. I personally, I think I have mixed opinions on marijuana, whether it be medical marijuana or recreational marijuana, yeah. but I would firmly say that, say that I don't think that it's safe for anyone our age to be using marijuana, and I don't. Um, I, I don't know as much about marijuana right. specifically, and I haven't seen it as pervasive as the vaping and the e-cigarettes and the mm -hmm. stuff that we work on, but I do think that it's an issue that should be addressed. And you don't think it's safe just because the brain isn't fully developed? Yeah. In, in what age? 25. 25. 25. So, yeah. Um, all right. And uh, so, uh, what else? Anything you'd like to share as far as? Uh, it, we could talk about the Team Rival stuff a little bit. Uh, one of the projects that we have to work on with Team Rival is Distractology, which is about distracted driving, which I think is a big issue, whether it's drinking and driving or texting and driving or even, like, eating uh, food and, like, listening to loud music. All of those things can be distracting, and especially because most of us are new drivers. Um, so there's a... Sorry. There's a training... There's an online training for... Uh, new drivers and people who are about to start driving called Distractology. And it's through the Arbella Foundation and the district attorney's office that it's being put out. And so we're trying to get as many of our peers as possible to take that training online. It's like different modules about um, distracted driving and the effects that it can have. So when they talk about like don't drive and eat food and text and drink, yeah. well we know alcohol or any type of substance abuse or whatever, or substance um, use um, is obviously you can't is impaired so but food that could be somewhat dangerous right mm -hmm. and I think it's something that people don't think about with eating while you're driving because yeah. it's just you're just having a snack and you see other people eat and drive but if you're trying to eat a whole cheeseburger and drive your car then you're not paying enough attention to the road the cheeseburgers <laughs> are delicious <laughs> and sometimes when you're on the move like you guys because you're going from one place to another to another, you have to squeeze in that cheeseburger <laughs> and you're trying to move. So, again, um, but I would think texting is probably the worst, and I think everybody can be somewhat guilty of that. Yeah. Um, 
Do you guys find it hard to put the phone on? Rachel, you just got your driver's license, right? I did. And so we, we know from earlier, a uh, brief discussion, that you haven't hit anything yet, correct? I have. <laughs> <laughs> it's really impressive. Now, uh, personally, I don't text and drive because the idea terrifies me. Mm -hmm. Because I, I can barely, like, walk and talk. I don't think I can text <laughs> and drive. Uh, I also personally haven't really experienced it with my family. My mom isn't exactly tech savvy. She has a flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> she still needs help turning it on, so I don't really see texting and driving with her. Yeah. And my sister doesn't do it. And then it's just my grandparents. And That's great, though. So what do you do? Do you put your phone somewhere? What, yeah. what do they tell you in distractology? What, what you do, should you do with your phone? Um, there's, I mean, I've had all kinds of different advice on what you should do with your phone. I like to put it in my glove compartment because mm -hmm. then I can't touch it. I can't drive and reach into my glove compartment and grab my phone. And I think people think, well, as long as I'm not touching the screen, then I'm not texting and driving and they'll talk and drive. But if they're like hitting the button and then they're looking up what they're trying to send, then that's still just as distracting. And if you're on your junior operator's license, you're not supposed to be touching your phone at all whether mm -hmm. you're taking a call or texting. So I, I personally like to put it in my glove compartment. Aaron, where do you put your phone? I don't drive. So you text, you'll text when somebody else is driving. Yeah. <laughs> Jessica? I don't have my license. You don't. Brian? I'm in experience. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, Haley? Um, I put mine in the back seat a lot. And you do? Yeah. So there you go, guys. When, if you go out and go somewhere, Rachel, Haley, you guys are good, you know, drive with them. <laughs> have you guys driven with them? I've yes. driven with Sarah. Everyone else drives. How does she me. drive? She's a very good driver. That's a lot. That's really good. Everyone twice or three me. times. Everyone who knows me knows that I'm a bad driver. I'm doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> she tries hard. She means well. She gets you there. <laughs> In one piece. Yes. Which is always good. Carrietta, what about you? Do you drive? I do not. Okay. Um, <laughs> I do know there's some even apps um, that sends text to like family members that you choose, letting you know like, hey, I'm on the road. Don't text me while I'm driving to prevent even, because as a teen, it's hard. You hear your phone, and it's just an instinct basically to grab it. Um, so like to prevent like, oh, okay, I know what to not text this person, to not distract them for like early drivers when they're learning that skill. Okay. That's excellent. Um, so what's the plan for 2019? 2019, uh, we have, I think we have a lot of things in the works, uh, mm -hmm. especially with the traveling to different towns to mm -hmm. help them pass different policies because we went to Weymouth and then a lot of us went to Stoughton. I can't even remember how many was all of us. A lot of us went to Stoughton to work on a flavor restriction there. And uh, so we want to go to as many of the surrounding towns as possible to help them pass similar policies to what we have because we have all of our priority policies mm -hmm. for uh, flavor and tobacco restrictions. But if our policies are matching with the surrounding towns and they're not that effective because you go to Randolph and you can do the same thing. So you right. want it to be just across the board across as you can board. get. So that's the plan for 2019, plan get for it across the board. And what, do your 40-page paper, which is due yeah. Monday? Yes. <laughs> 40 pages? 40 pages. I'm like halfway there. Yeah. Okay. I'm also wow. like halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, I think 10 pages a day, three days. <laughs> and so, and what, what would your plan, so your, what's your, you're out of high school? Yeah, Eight. me and Haley are both seniors. Okay. Well, I, Haley knows more about what she wants to do, so I'm going to let Haley I, um, first. 
I think I'm going to talk about two things in this. So just to bring it back to tobacco okay. prevention, I toured a university a few weeks ago. It's called Clark University. And I was so excited during my interview because they did not have a no smoking policy. So I was like, this is my new job. I'm so excited. <laughs> and then I applied early decision to Boston University. And I ended up getting accepted, which was really unexpected. So um, the Clark dream died. <laughs> um, okay. But there's still hope yet. Yeah. Her. Okay, but you're still going to be you, which yeah. is really cool. It is. Well, you could encourage the three in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Clark University guys, have you thought about that? No. Okay. No, yeah. Good. Yeah, You're right no on. You're right on track. So Don't mind. So. Yeah. But um, I guess I have to call myself a B, uh, BU Terrier now. So. Is BU well, smoking? Congratulations. Um, well, it's in Boston on Commonwealth Ave. So obviously there's like people smoking all the time. It's not strictly enforced, but um. Uh, I'm going to be there. Will so you be out there maybe with the sign, don't smoke? Yeah. <laughs> so I can be like, oh, there's Haley. Or <laughs> kick butt say signs. Yeah. Like. I'll be out there <laughs> chanting strawberry, peach mango. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's good. Um, and so um, there was um, something else I wanted to ask you guys. All right, I'm just drawing a blank. Welcome to uh, what well, we could talk about uh, Carry Out of Spanish project oh my Spanish project um, <laughs> yeah um, I have to create a website um, a, like a department store website yeah. and I have to have 25 items for an accessory store uh, personal care clothing um, and it's a lot and I don't have much yep. done <laughs> <laughs> and, it's and what does final. that do by that is due the 18th the day of my final Okay. So that's going to be fun. Oh, mine's due <laughs> so the, the 17th. Next, the next we need <laughs> well, thanks for it. just reminding Jessica. <laughs> you something on the 17th. I got so. you. <laughs> the same project. time management skills? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think you guys are doing phenomenal. And seriously, it's just like it's amazing to me that you guys are out there doing this work because it, it really is needed. And, you know, adults are out there and we're always trying to, you know, educate the youth. But, what, you know, we could say the same thing and, but, and you, that you guys say, but it's going to have so much more weight and power mm -hmm. to your peers. And, and I would say, like, those people that don't want to hear it, whatever, um, you know, I, I look at that as anytime you talk to anybody, whether they agree with you or not, is an opportunity to kind of change their view and educate them and broaden them and, and, and kind of broaden their, um, their horizon, I guess. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, so it's, it's all in the way that you do it. Don't get into arguments. Just give them the facts, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. And, it, and it, we, well, we know from Carietta that the, those seeds get planted. Mm -hmm. And at some point, you know, it's, it could play a part in their future. And so um, I can't thank you guys enough for coming on. I really, it was quite some time. I was always like, Mary, when are the kids coming on? When are the kids coming <laughs> on? Because, again, I'm just, like, blown away that you guys are out there. All the stuff that you guys do with your school and your family is just amazing to me. And so um, I'm just thrilled, thrilled that you guys are doing this. It's, uh, it, you have no idea uh, the impact that you have. And I hope that one day you will look back and you will see that you, you will. I know for a fact you will. And uh, in those little moments where you're like, oh, wow, I did have an impact. <laughs> so when you get frustrated um, or if you don't feel like you're, you're, you're having an impact, you know, just think I'm planting seeds because that's exactly what you're doing. And uh, continue to do that good work. Um, do you guys have anything uh, big coming up? Bulldog Cares, any events or anything that? Uh, kick butt stick is in a few months. And, and so what is that now? Okay, just tell us what that is real quick. Sure. So Kick Butts Day is um, something that the 84 group um, takes part in every year. 
and we go and we speak to our legislators about the issues that we face in our community that have to do with tobacco prevention. And you've done that before, right? Yeah, this will be my third or fourth kick butt stay. Yeah, fourth kick butt stay. Fourth kick butt stay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and how are the legislators? Are they receptive? Are Senator they? Keenan uh, is great. Yeah, mm -hmm. Senator Keenan. Senator Keenan awesome. is wonderful. Um, the others are great too. We are lucky, I think, to have pretty receptive legislators that are usually very excited to meet with us. Um, some of the other chapters are not so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you, young adults, when you guys show up, and you must realize this when, because you go into the surrounding communities. I mean, that's it's that's powerful um, to you know kids coming in and talking, and, and more importantly, knowing what you're talking about um, is amazing. It's it's just it's it's so powerful. Um, so when is that kick butt day? It's in April this year. Usually, kick butt day is held on the twenty first. Of, it's, yeah, uh, it's, March. it's usually in March, but we get snowed out every single year. Oh, yeah. It's a national, it's a national like tobacco prevention yeah. holiday. So the campaign for tobacco for kids does it, and a bunch of different groups from across the country do it. But ours consistently gets snowed out, so we're doing it the first Wednesday in April. Well, welcome to New England. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do they say if you don't like the weather, wait a second, it'll change. <laughs> so, um, do you get a lot of people that come to the kick uh, kick butts? Yeah, yeah, I think last year we had almost two hundred youth. Um, show up for Kick Let's Day, and then in years prior, we've had about over 200. Excellent. Yeah. Wow. Good. Guys, keep up the great work. Seriously. Um, and I really hope you get your, you were doing a dollhouse too, right? So yeah, I was doing a dollhouse, yeah. yeah. So hopefully we'll get that. And hopefully, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll work out. Rachel, mm -hmm. don't hit anything. Um, <laughs> boys, it be you. Be you. Be you. Get us it. Work PU into the smoking thing over at PU. <laughs> 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 Excuse me. Um, you should down. Do you want to do this with us? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, you guys just keep doing that, the, the great work that you're doing. So, again, we have um, Sarah, Haley, Rachel, Carietta, um, Aaron, Brian, and Jessica. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Keep Thank you. Yeah. Um, and this is Bulldogs Care. And so, uh, do you guys have a Facebook page or anything? We, uh, we have a Facebook group, and we have a Instagram, which is at Holbrook Bulldogs Care, and then our Twitter is at Bulldogs underscore care. Okay, so <laughs> we'll get we'll, we'll get that information into the description on cool. Facebook. Yeah, Facebook, yeah. we're old people. That's what we use. <laughs> so, uh, but you guys can take a chair or whatever. Um, so, just a couple of as we wrap up this episode, um, Bulldogs Cares has been off a. a of Holbrook Cares, uh, which we meet the first Tuesday of every month at the Town Hall at 7, uh, 7 p.m. Um, you guys can, it, which you guys have uh, chaired, yeah. uh, which is always <laughs> really cool. Um, it's just an opportunity, uh, if you're struggling with addiction or looking into recovery, to come up and, and tap into some of the resources that we have. Um, the Brookville Baptist Church, which is right here in Holbrook, uh, just started last night um, a program called Celebrate Recovery. And uh, it is uh, a 12-step program for any type of addiction, for any and all types of addiction, which uh, we know um, there's all kinds of addiction. At, at past episodes, we've covered a lot of different types of addiction. Um, and so that is, uh, so actually I don't have the, Pam, when is that? Wednesdays, uh, 6.30 to 8.30. Wednesdays. 
Every Wednesday? Every Wednesday. Wow, every Wednesday, 6.30 to 8.30. It's here in Holbrook. The, uh, people can find that on the Holbrook Cares page. Um, 6.30 got to write that down. <laughs> uh, it's just another place for people to come in and, and, um, and, and tap into some resources. Um, and uh, the same with the Holbrook Cares. Uh, you can message us. Rock Bottom to Recovery, you can message me. Um, if you have a, a story that you'd like to share in recovery or addiction, um, shoot me a message. Uh, very easy to get a hold of. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll have you come on. So, again, thank you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks for coming on and sharing your, the, uh, your work that you're doing out there. Um, I know myself and the community truly appreciate it. Um, and uh, just a quick shout out to uh, Mary Clara for mm -hmm. really just overseeing this and, and the work that she does is absolutely amazing, as you can see. <laughs> um, so uh, thank you very much. Um, have a great night. Be safe. And uh, we'll see you next Thursday.